Thanks for joining us for episode 15 of the 2015 Big Footy Blues podcast. I'm ODN. It has been a while since we last chatted. We actually recorded episode 14, uh, forever known as the lost episode, after the Adelaide game, but uh, technical incompetency on my part means it will forever just be an intimate memory. I'd like to apologise to Ace Andy, who debuted in our Forever Lost podcast and did a great job. We'll make sure we get you back on soon, mate. So... Well, just so you don't become an unfortunate quiz question in our podcast history, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, joining me tonight, a uh, big welcome to Bluebell. Good evening, guys. Happy Dad. Hello. <laughs> and even happier Dad, Shandog, who has recently <laughs> welcomed a future podcast into the world, if the father-daughter bidding price is not a, not too expensive, of course. Uh, you'll change the rules, I'm sure, just this <laughs> <point. laughs> right before we can draft it. <laughs> oh, she she ends up on the Collingwood podcast, Shandog, i tell you what. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, look, I What's think wrong with all... that? I've been on the Collingwood podcast. <laughs> oh, so have I. I've actually gone out and helped out a couple of times. Yeah. But, uh, it's a nice, nice place. I wouldn't want to live there. Um, <laughs> it's like visiting uh, a third world country for a whole day. <laughs> um, we'll go straight into a little bit of blues news. Look, I think we will harken back because of, because of those lost moments. Uh, we, we, we can't keep the podcast going without re- referring back to uh, things that have happened over the last couple of weeks. So um, in the first quarter of the game a couple of weeks back against the Crows, uh, the football world held its collective breath as Chris Judd landed after taking a mark and went to ground in agony. A wave he gave to the crowd while riding off on a motorised stretcher hinted at it. Medical reports screamed it. Three days later, we watched on in stunned silence as Judd himself confirmed it. His career was over. Um, guys, uh, do you want an opportunity to say a couple of words about uh, Chris Judd and, and his retirement and uh, what it all means to you? I, uh, yeah, I actually sadly did not make it up to Melbourne for that game. Um, I was umming and ahhing about it, but, you know, life commitments and I was quite knackered. Um, after work that morning, so I decided not to go up because I thought, uh, with the season that we've been having, I'm not too sure that there'd be much for me to see. So I'm, I sadly missed like being at Chris Judd's last game. But what a player, honestly! Like for our club over the last few years since he arrived um, at Vizzy Park all those years ago, he's just put in all uh, you know 110 percent every single week, and even walked away with a Brownlow. Sad we couldn't get him in a premiership, but. Um, yeah, if anyone deserved it that was at the club, it was him. Absolutely. I, th- I think um, looking back, he was my favourite player at the time when he was at West Coast because obviously being a footy lover. And then when obviously he came to the club, it was like, oh, my God, all my dreams had come true. <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, I, I guess single-handedly resurrected our club. We are in a pretty um, dire strait back then and, um, you know, getting him and Cruz and, you know, the future started to look, 
a bit better and um, having met, I've actually met Chris Judd a few times and what a terrific bloke, um, you know, just talks about, you know, footy and, and life in general and just a real pleasure to be around. So um, thanks, Juddy, from from all the Carlton faithful. Um, wish you well for the future. I'm not going to say anything. I'm still in denial. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, it was a weird feeling um, being at the G on um, Saturday. I don't know about you, happy dude, but um, not seeing him run out with the team it was like, oh, God, we've got to get used to that. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously there's been times when he's been injured, but, um, yeah, knowing that he's never going to play another game for Carlton, it, it's really – it's 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 quite sad. And I wish he could have gone out on his own um, – in his own way rather than being forced. But I, well, I think Chris Judd should be named on the extended interchange for every single match <laughs> by the club for the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> make, we'll make him the sub and just not bring him on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, for for me, um, it actually didn't really like reality of it all didn't actually sink in until the game had just started, and then I thought, oh, like it actually really hit me that there's no moment where he's just going to get the ball out of pack and burst out of the pack, and you're going to go, oh, there's Judd. Um, I had a I had a little bit of a um, a tribute to Juddy that uh, I read out in that last episode. So if I if I can indulge myself now, I'll just read that. Um. I love the Carlton Football Club, its rich history, the ghosts of legends past and our modern day heroes who enrich my life by enriching the Carlton Football Club. And in no uncertain terms, I love Chris Judd too. Over the years, I've felt the need to find the words to describe Judd's worth to Carlton in the context of the trade that saw Josh Kennedy become a potent full forward for the Eagles and also the loss of a number three draft pick. In the wake of Judd's retirement, I read a headline to a Tony DeBolfo article, Judd's greatest gift, the gift of hope. That sums it up perfectly. Outsiders believe Judd had to win a flag with Carlton for the trade to be a winner for us. They don't understand how low we were, how unprofessional and how lost we were. We still have some work to do as a club, but I think we have learned a few things about effort, attitude, and we have a greater ability to self-diagnose the issues that we do have. I think the seeds of professionalism were very much planted at the club the day that Chris Judd signed. Not because we pulled off a recruiting coup, but because the man himself exudes professionalism and he immediately gave us credibility. We were always going to feel robbed no matter when Judd's final game came. We were addicted to the pure genius, hardly able to wait a week to get another fix. We were spoiled. Now Judd sits on an equal footing with the legends of the Carlton Football Club. It's an impressive list, but Judd is oh so worthy. Judd gave us all hope for long enough until other hope came along. Whether by coincidence or convenience, it's rather appropriate that the loss of Judd, the inside midfield beast who stood out of the crowd by carrying the side on his broad shoulders, coincides with the rapid rise of another inside midfield beast with broad shoulders, Patrick Cripps. It's almost as though we can say to Juddy, your job is done. Reinforcements have arrived. Rest now, champ. I like it. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> just pretty good. Wake up, happy dad. Hey. <laughs> All right. Um, other things in the news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my my body clock's changed. Even though it was my day off, I've been up since one a.m. We'll get to and the. Then, uh... for, for people listening in the future, it's currently eight forty-seven. I fell asleep a little bit. I set an alarm for eight o'clock to get up for this, and I slept through it. Oh. <laughs> We get to the match review and it'd be like, oh yeah, the win was alright. Yeah, it was alright. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Fripp's kid can do something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he ambles okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, King of Ruin, if you're listening, mate. Um, happy dude stealing your gig. Um, 
look, let, let's talk about the, uh, the 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 panel that we've um, assembled to find our new coach. Um, and that panel's been announced. Uh, we have, of course, CEO Stephen Treat, uh, former Premiership player champion Ken Sheldon. Uh, some recru- recruitment guru's name escapes me right now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Is that uh, good? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, he's he's from the uh, he's from that. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> soccer is coach and Postecoglou, of course, and uh, conveniently, um, recently retired player Chris Judd. What do we think about the makeup of that panel? I like that it's varied. I mean, I, th- I think they've gone gone in with the right attitude about it. Anyway, I mean, whether or not the people that they've selected are the right ones, I don't know. I, th- I think they sound pretty good. But I like that they've got different points of view, you know, people who come from different places to be able to have input on it, including a very recent retiree. That's a good idea. If anybody's going to know what these players need, what sort of what sort of personality these players are going to respond to, mm. you know, and, and where they're at, um, it'll be Chris Judd. So um, he knows he knows the players intimately, and um, it's it's um, it, it's a it's a really good and, that, and basically we have we have got a lot of praise. From the media for the makeup of that panel, um, Ange Postecoglou, while not in the code, um, he knows a lot about man management and um, and strategies and things like that. So the coach is not just about uh, about game tactics and and so forth, because the, um, the 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 assistant coaches also help with that. But it can be it's becoming more of an overriding sort of management role, I guess, like you'd find. Uh, in, in the in the English Premier League or something like that, so you're not actually you know don't actually have to have those skills yourself, but you're actually all across across all areas of of coaching. Then I think Ange Postecoglou is that he would recognise a good coaching strategy. I think one thing that um, kind of not alarms me, but is a bit of um, a shock, is that there's no board representation on that panel. Um, I'd say so. that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure because I mean they're making less decisions. Yeah, but they've got to be accountable as well. I mean, they they, they haven't been accountable for the last three of them. Um, well, I, I'd like to I'd like to think that Stephen Treg was the board the board representative in that side. Yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, um, I, but uh, along those lines, I did note and I got really furious at um, Damien Barrett in his uh, sliding doors column on, on the AFL site. Um, basically, said that. The board sacked Malthouse. They should have the courage to find his replacement and not, you know, wimp out and give it off to a I some sort that. of subcommittee. What and a I dumb not, thing to say! And, and saying basically that just represents the old Carlton and you know failure to take responsibility for their actions. And I thought you could not have got that more opposite if you tried, mate. You know, the old Carlton, yeah. the board was the ones that walked up to a coach and said, "You're it. Here's all your here's your bags of cash. You know, you're the next anointed one." All the time, all through our history. Yeah. So this time we actually try to do a process where the board stays out of it and actually lets professional football people and people with the with the ability to to choose these things to actually make the decisions and that dickhead <laughs> goes out and says something like that i mean he's he's probably the only one who said that because by and large the 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 the, the process and what we've done and the people we put on it seems to have been a winner with most people in the media he's just looking to earn a paycheck that week by being, being controversial yeah. but he got it so wrong i don't pay, uh, i don't uh, uh, tweet much but uh, I jumped on after I saw that and sent him a tweet and said, "What the what the hell would our board know about 
who the most appropriate coach is. Oh, obviously, after they put on Malthouse, like we have a pretty good indication of what our board would know about what, what we need. Pagan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's all the airtime air that idiot's going to get on here. I think. Yeah. Um, um, if if uh, if Judd can select the coach and get us a premiership that way, then he maybe like did get us a premiership in the end. Mm. Bit of a roundabout way of looking at Still it. Still counts. He's hey. on our list. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine him hobbling up. Um, you know, <laughs> just like getting the medal. Like. All right. Um, let's move on to the weekend wake. So on Saturday afternoon, Carlton, 17-8-110, defeated, let me say that again, (laughs) defeated Port Adelaide, 16-10-106, goals for Carlton, Everett 3, Henderson 3, Two to Graham, Armfield, Casbolt and Menzel and singles to Wood, Bell, Murphy. Best for Carlton, Cripps, Carrazzo, Murphy, Rowe, Graham and Bell. Uh, look, surely you've all got something to say about this game. You know, what What were the highlights and uh, where did we win it? How has, Hasn't Bell improved? Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, uh, Bell, what a game. I really enjoyed his game. Um yeah, he was like right in there, using his size, using his size appropriately, yeah. and um, not mm. making those silly decisions that he's been known for. Mm. Yeah, it's fantastic. He had a particularly great game. Um, the the uh, like not focusing on any individuals, but the team pressure that we put on them. Um, I think the the mm. um, uh, media people at the club have really locked into on, on that and sort of put a really cool video out about it as well. But our tackling pressure was just so far different to anything that we've seen in the last year and a half, I reckon. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Even longer. I th- yeah, it was. I haven't seen it. We haven't seen it for ages. Oh, I, I had no idea what I was seeing. I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I thought I rocked up at the wrong game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, colour me surprised. Here I am about to say something good about Barker as a coach, which I don't think I've ever really done <laughs> before. But he actually listened to the radio and, like, took information he got from Hinkley on the radio minutes yeah. before the game and worked it into the game plan. Yeah, like that. He used to do against us when we had Ratten as a coach, when he used to reveal all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, 71 tackles for um, for the record, um, which is twice the amount that we were getting in uh, in Mick Malthouse's last two games yeah, as coach. So, uh, I don't yeah. know what I'd do with myself if Barker ended up head coach because he seems to have gotten quite a bit of an improvement within a couple of weeks. But then again, he's got a pretty horrible track record. The 71 tackles that you mentioned, ODN, I think... You know, not just the quantity, but the quality of the tackles. I don't think we've yeah. seen anything like it. I mean... I don't think know. Robbie Gray has either. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. But it, Nick Graham, that was the one thing that stood out for me. Like, his pressure around the footy, just, you know, for holding the balls, just, you know, and just brilliant technical tackles. Um, you know, Cripps as well. Straight after that Bryce Gibbs-Gray incident, Cripps did a similar thing. Oh, and, yeah. 
30 seconds was, later. And yeah. it was almost like, oh, my God, like, what the? <laughs> like, you yeah. normally, they, you know, but it was great. They all come out of their shell and they really showed the footy world that, you know, this run and carry style footy, you know, play on at all costs, you know, just it just works with our players. And I guess it's something that they've wanted to do for a long time, but Malthouse just wouldn't allow it. So, Well, uh, I mean, Malthouse would certainly allow, allow the, the intensity and the aggression at the player, but I think the game plan meant that we were playing too much one-on-one and we were, our opponents were getting a step on us and we're not at, we were chasing tail rather than actually being able to tackle. When we're, when we're playing a little bit of combination of, uh, of a zone as well, we're actually constantly having bodies in the area. So one, they get past one, another one's, another wave's coming. Mm-hmm. So um, and so it's just mixing it up and not not having a really strict negative tagging one on one type of game seems to really seems to really suit the players that we have in the side at the moment. So you know, yeah, kudos kudos to him. But I mean, I wouldn't worry too much at the moment, happy dude. Um, there's still a fair few games to go. People are saying it's a bit of a dead cat bounce. You know, coach goes, team performs. I, I do see it as a little bit more strategic than that. Mm. But, it, looked, uh, it definitely looked a bit more strategic than the dead cat bouncing thing that you're talking about. If it's about. a dead cat bounce, <laughs> it's, well, a dead cat bad, basically, you know, it's, 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 it's a bounce back. Teams get, they get a bit of a lift when a coach goes. I'm having a uh, lens. But, but, uh, but, but uh, I think, um, or it also describes... Damien Barrett's media career. But um, <laughs> uh, um, there's plenty of time left for if it is just that, that, that bounce that we're getting for it to fail and us to go back into our regular you know, holding pattern as we were in earlier in the year. But if that doesn't happen, it's a fair volume of games to go into an uh, interview process by saying, look what I did. You know, yeah, so. you, folks, by the end of the season, there will be a dead cat. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, the way Geelong are travelling. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the, the other thing that's what I was going to say, uh, Blue Belt, in regards to Nick Graham, um, it's not only the tackles. It's every time he gets up, he'll give a shove to the chest of the player. I know. As well. He's got yeah. some real... He's not He's not put off by reputations. No. He's uh, he's out there to be on an equal footing with these guys. He's not He's not looking at himself as a, as a, as a young player just starting out. He's uh, He's already got the right attitude and a little bit of... Um, a little bit of a little bit of tood. I love that. I I just think it was fantastic. He did it after everyone too. It was just like, yeah, cop that. Kind yeah. Of thing. All of our young players seem to have some uh, real good inner belief or inner confidence in themselves and not be overwrought by by playing with the big guns. You know, so that's a really yeah. good thing. Mm-hmm. One one thing I'm really enjoying starting to see again is um, the younger players that we we had out there um, actually have footy smarts, mm. and um, I've it's been a while since like uh, so many new players or younger players that we've had on the team have actually had footy smarts. Like we we've been for a while there, we were picking up players that hadn't grown up playing football. Like um, Armfield, while he puts in all the effort, just sometimes lacked that bit of footy smarts. Aaron Joseph, you know that sort of type. Whereas right now. Between Cripps, uh, Menzel, and Graham, like they know, and Doherty, they know where when to tap, when to shepherd, where to tap, when to kick to space, where to kick, where the guarded space is, and how to land it there. They just make the right football decisions. Hasn't um, Dennis Armfield come alive again? Oh wow! Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This is this is his game. He was he was gone. He's gone for all money under under Malthouse and that game yep. plan. Um, he, he's just a, you know he's, he's he's done okay this. This year, last year, he was nowhere. Um, but gee, he's he's actually 
showing himself to be best 22 again. Well, we're playing to his strengths now, aren't we? Yeah, he's absolutely. Strength. And he's an exciting player. He's got his speed back, and it's it's great to see. That soccer um, goal he did was actually really impressive. Not only the lead-up to it, had the way that... Um, a uh, few yeah. people sort of just break through tackles. I think it was Murphy tapping on to Cripps who said, nice try, champ, whoever tackled him, handballed it onto Everett, and Everett, Everett had the common the sense to put it in front yeah. of... Um, put it in the corridor, in the corridor in yeah. front of goal. And it was yeah. a bouncing football, like Australian rules football. That thing doesn't bounce properly, and he still managed to come in <laughs> off a 100k an hour run and and, uh, and nail it from about 15 now. That was, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I just sat there and went, bullshit. Yeah, what a yeah. bullshit guy. I think he stood up and thought that as well from his reaction. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you know, geez, we're on. This is, this is exciting, you know. And- <laughs> Well, you know, a few weeks back, we were just looking for one good piece of play to sustain yeah. us for the game, you know, or yeah, the f- one player playing well. And now everybody's doing so well and Casbolt's k- kicking straight and, and all these things are happening. And, and you, you just, you can't fathom it. Well, the funniest thing was, I'm not sure whether it was earlier or later in the game, but the, the, the goal off the ground that Wood kicked, Armfield yeah. had a fresh area at that one from about a meter out. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Missed that one. We got the got the other. That was far more difficult. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, in the last quarter, some vital tackles from uh, Menzel and Doherty. Um, so we talk about the others that were tackling all day long, but those two, um, they found their their tackling form in the last quarter when it was vital. Oh, so, that Doherty tackle was amazing. Oh, at the ground four. It was like doggy brown all over in the ninety nine prelim. Yeah, <laughs> it was, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, the reaction of the ground was huge, considering yeah. that there was no no noise from the Carlton Tears squad. Yeah, and then that like diving mark uh, to to wrap it up. Uh, just fantastic stuff. Yeah. I don't know about you, happy dude, but I felt sick like leading up to that final siren. I thought, oh god, if we throw this game, like we've been the oh. better side all year, all, all day. Um, you know, and it would have just been absolutely devastating if we if we couldn't get over the line. But just the fans around, like everyone was anxious. Everyone was yeah. Anxious. The, um... the lady, the lady in front of me couldn't watch. She was actually dry reaching. She was that worked up. About <laughs> I was going to say that the lady that sits in front of me, that, who at one stage I thought may have been Aphrodite, um, <laughs> <laughs> she has she has a radio in one ear every week, and um. Yeah, she's she's sort of yells out what she's thinking. Kick it blues, not there. One of those. Um and she's going, Oh, we have to kick a goal or we're finished. We should need to kick a goal. Yep, they just said on the radio, we need to kick a goal or we're finished and that's what she kept saying for the last like three minutes of play. Uh, and we didn't kick one and yeah then um at the end she goes, Ten seconds left, ten seconds left so we all counted down the, the time yeah. together in the bay. But um yeah, oh, she was just- she was up and dancing when it went. She's an old, just, older Greek lady, and she's yeah. up and dancing around. Oh, we all hugged and everything. Like you could just tell how much I think. Not only the players needed the win, but the supporters really needed the win. Like mm. it's the first. It's obviously the first game we've won in Australia, but just being able to walk out of the ground with a smile on your face. You know, it took me back to you know when after our salary cap breaches and how dismal that was. It was you know I kind of had a similar feeling all year, and then. Obviously, Saturday just changed that. So, um, yeah, amazing feeling. I just hope they can they can continue the momentum. So, who was best on ground for you guys? Oh, I'd say Paddy Cripps, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Tom Bell. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, look, I mean, I mean, some. It was close between Bell, Bell was up there. Cripps, Bell, I think. Cripps. 
Yeah. Murphy, um, again, you know, he didn't play the first week after Moldhouse, but he's definitely stepped up, you yeah. know, the Adelaide game. And, and on Saturday, he's just really um, taken the lead, which I think is great for him and, and for his development, you know, stepping up and, and showing the boys that, you know, this is my job, I'm the captain, I'm going to lead by example. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I'd say it's- Cripps with a, with a really honourable mention towards uh, Kane Mitchell who uh, hit, <laughs> hit us all afternoon on the chest and uh, <laughs> let us walk through him. <laughs> nice work. And, um, and uh, uh, Pittard. Pittard. Um, Pittard and, and Jonas. <laughs> Jonas gave us about three goals, which was good. Um, but just happy to, just on that, um, Cripps, 31 disposals, 15 of those were contested possessions at 806 Disposal efficiency percentage. So that's a massive game, 80%. Oh, yeah. So Bell, Bell was 64. Bell was really, really, really good. And geez, um, he comes up, he comes up trumps in some vital times and that, uh, just, just, just intercepting that ball down the, down the wing out on the yeah. boundary line, uh, yeah. like, oh, so yeah. was oh, crucial stuff. There he's, was a hair in it with, with, um, with he's, what I said. He, I, he, yeah. He's, he's come on, um, like I could see in the preseason, he looked to it come on. Um, you know, in the, in the early games, but even even when we were struggling this year, Bell's been consistently in, in there. So is Cripps, so is Doherty, I guess. But um, mm. Bell's just he's just ramping it up. He's just getting better and better and better. And I don't care that he makes a couple of, of bad decisions now and again. He's improving on that score, but he's just unstoppable. They got they can't tackle him. Yeah, that's he'll, um, he'll, he'll get the ball away every time. His strength is just yeah. I mean. Like you said, that that play on the wing, my God! Like just, just he just shrugged him off like he was nothing. It was just like get out of my way, kind of thing. It was just yeah. That, that's actually a different. I think a different one you're talking about, whether he gave the uh, the don't argue to Boke before handing off to Menzel, who snapped from the corner. Yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I do have to make mention there was a particular player out on the ground, and maybe Shandong can help me with this, who absolutely blanketed Scholes from uh, from Port Adelaide. Who was that, Shandong? It was <laughs> <laughs> What a man! Oh, doesn't he just fill you with like uh, homosexual tendency? I mean, um, like <laughs> confidence in our backline is what I was going to say. You know what? He started off really sketchy on Saturday. There was a couple of times where I thought, "Oh God!" But he really picked it up after about quarter time. I was quite happy with his performance after that. Yeah, he yeah. actually went to really? taking marks and uh, delivered a nice ball into the forward fifty. He, he didn't just stop Schulz. He actually um, uh, used the ball well coming back out when he got it as yeah. well. He's looking he just, a little bit like a general back there. He just I mean, read the play brilliantly. He's reading the play, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and he's composed. He's not making silly decisions with the ball when he. When he gives it off, and um, he's just standing up there like a colossus. Now he's looking very strong, and, I, and I'm impressed because he seems to have found a yard or two. Um, you know, you, you think back a couple of years ago, and Sam Rowe, the uh, lumbering the, and Ruckman, come part time forward, whatever he was, whatever he came in as, and he switched back to the back line. He was still, a, you know, a little bit light on for pace early on last last year when he was doing well. But I'm just he's 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 beat, he's matching. His opponents strive for stride, and often, and more more often than not, beating them to the contest. Um, fantastic. Um, he's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's done, but keep doing it. So he's, <laughs> he's, he's a he is a real good news story for Carlton over the over the years. You know, with everything he went for, through, and uh, and um, it's it's we're so 
Well, it turned out to be a really good selection in the end. Absolutely. Great. If only we had that other, another year with him, you know. He could be um, another year advanced on where he is now. Um, and, uh, you know, we would have got the best out of him for longer as well. He's not a young player. So. No, he's not. But I, but I wonder if I wonder if that year out um, really helped him to to yeah, provide some drive and motivation to get back. Maybe. And that's probably why he is where he is today. You know, out, out of uh, out of great adversity comes strength or whatever. Um, yeah, good point. Yeah, um, and Kate Simpson, he's another one. He's just. Oh. He's come back into it. We were worried about him in the first couple of games. He looked like he was off, and he's probably going to be his last year. Um, we've heard that um, Carlton Plain are keeping keeping their senior core around as long as possible. Well, um, yeah, he's been building and building. Uh, he's gotten better. He's still not quite as playing at that same amazing level that he was consistently last year, I think. But um, he's definitely improved with every week and was looking yeah. very good yesterday. Last week and against the Crows, like that first quarter he had against them was amazing. Um, so yeah. Playing the loose man in defence just suits him yep. to a take. Yep. Yeah, it just can run off and um, uses the ball well. So um, yep. I, dr- I dread the day that Simo retires. I really do because he's like our lifeline down in the <laughs> back line. He's just the, the the heart and soul of the team. So yep. yeah. And, and and one one more quick shout out for me to Zach Tui, who's um, we didn't get that podcast in last time, and he completely blanketed Eddie Betts two games ago. Yeah. And um, he's just he's just in really good form and, and attitude, and he's tough as nails. And I love it. Can't wait to get another Irish guy on the side with him. Two, but well, yeah, but at least at least well, we've got one coming back soon. The other one's uh, probably not going to make it back this year. But um, I just don't know at the expense of who. Yeah, that's the problem. Because <laughs> right now, right now they're all looking pretty good. And there are a couple who are impressed in the VFL who also had a, um, a stirring win. So, yeah, we shall move on to pre-game pep talk. So Sunday afternoon at Eddie Had, uh, we're the only game on Sunday. Um, Carlton take on the Gold Coast Suns. Clash of the Titans. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's the NRL team yeah. out there. Stay with us. Uh, uh, <laughs> my bad. Um, Gold Coast actually sitting last on the ladder with yeah. one win, and we're sitting third <laughs> they last. They suck. The Our form is. <laughs> Yeah, well, they are getting a few back this week. Um, Ablett's due back. Um, he's announced this game mm. as his comeback game. Well, that's typical that stars come back against Carlton. Why can't we get an easy easy ride of the opposition injuries and stuff? AFL no, no. conspiracies. It's just, it's getting tiresome, you know? Yeah. Um, and they're also getting back... Uh, Benel and May. Benel, May. I was going to say it's May or Day or May Day. Or, I don't know. One of those. Hey, Let's One of those guys. Make some hay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big shout out to Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Cousin of Happy Day. Happy Day, exactly right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One big happy family. <laughs> um, what are the. Well, we know that Bryce Gibbs has been uh, suspended for two weeks and Carlton have accepted that uh, penalty. 
I think he probably could have challenged it. And I think Carlton <coughs> bullshit. <laughs> Carlton knew Carlton knew that they that that, that that the decision was bullshit. They basically said as such, but they said there's no point challenging the AFL on this because um, what well, the AFL want, the AFL get, and they don't want to set any precedent. So they knew that they'd stood that it had become three if they challenged it. I would have liked to see them challenge it anyway, just to make it obvious that there was it wasn't as cut and dried as they thought. But anyway, that's happened. So Gibbs is out for two weeks after having just come back from an injury. So uh, that's not ideal for us. Um, I don't think anybody else... Do you have any other injuries? I don't really recall any. Uh, no. Murphy looked a bit sore. I had to go off and get a jab. But they did, a bit, yeah. yeah. I don't see him missing a week for it. Otherwise, we would have heard something by now. So... Are we expecting what sort of changes are we expecting for this game? There won't be too many, will there? I think um, just the Gibbs change. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very likely that there'd be only the one, um, and if there is more than one, that it wouldn't be many. Um, the only, I mean, the other only big name that you'd really have to consider bringing in is Jamison. But considering that he's only played the one game now after missing what seven weeks, uh, yeah. so he's played one game, sixty percent of the game in the VFL, and. Um, the Gold Coast currently don't have a lot of big key f- forwards at the moment. Um, you know, what about Dixon and May? Oh, no, is May playing as a defender again? So, you know, it's like, who do we... Do we really need him in? I don't know. I think, yeah, Jamo doesn't need to be rushed back. No. Did, did, he, this year. did he play 60% just to nurse him back in slowly, or did he play 60% because we didn't want him to to work too hard because he was going to play this week? Wow! Yeah, good question. So we don't know. We don't know what the you know. That's that's also one of our tactics when we use when the players are coming back in the VFL. So not sure there. Um, Matthew Watson uh, put his hand up with six goals, and I and I'd say that with a little bit of laugh, bec- not because put of, it back down, Watson. Watson. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not because not because of Watto himself, but just because it's such a contentious issue and a, and a, a discussion on uh, going on the boards all the time. Um, it is true that um, a lot of players have found form since um, since the coaching change uh, and a game plan has changed and uh, that a lot of players have benefited from that. There is a school of thought that, uh, like Graham, Watson has never got a string of games and one time he did get about four games in a row. The, um, he actually was four, four or five in a row. A couple of years back he actually played pretty well. Um, so I, it feels a bit... Our side is travelling so well at the moment and Watson, you know, in his last few games with us has really struggled kind of thing. um, Well, he certainly has when he came back this year and in most of his last few games. Um, It does feel like it could break that momentum a little bit. But on the same note, do we do we owe it to all our players to give them a good look before we decide they're not good enough at the end of the year? When you, when you kick 17 goals, should you really be thinking about changing up the forward line? Well, yeah, yeah that's exactly it. Who comes out for him? Like, if we had someone who was underperforming, I could yeah, I understand mean, it a little bit more. Yeah. But he, look, it's not like he can fill in the ruck. So, like, whereas well, at the moment, Casbolt can. So you've got Wood, Cruiser, and Casbolt that can all... Yeah, that's right. But we So we did... We did um, sub Wood off. Yeah, oh, yeah, but we needed extra run though. I don't think it was through lack of. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he had he hadn't done done too much on the day, and I'm, uh, certainly Woods Woods a very he's a good try. I'm just saying that's potentially an area when as Cruiser gets back to full fitness, it's potentially an area we will look at. 
Yeah, although I hope we don't change it, to be honest with you. I, I think it's working quite well, and um, if ev- all things being equal, no one gets injured and whatnot, I think subbing Wood off at three-quarter time is a really good move just about every game. Just yeah. make it plan A, unless there's anything yeah. drastic happens, yeah. then we go yeah, to exactly. take, take, take off a, yeah. a bigger man for a smaller man, yeah. extra run on the field, rather than sacrifice, uh, you know, sure. run for run. Yeah, so unless Henderson or Casbol, um go down with an injury or, or you know... Um, Touch what it doesn't happen, maybe Menzel or something like that. Um, then, then we can look at bringing in Watson for a good string of games too. Like I agree, he should get a few if he's going to get some. But mm. for now, I, I'd be pretty happy with leaving it the way it is. Um, yeah. And necessary changes only, and just look for the opportunities to bring in, you know, your Kieran Burns and your your um, Bokursts and, and and all that sort of stuff. Bo- Bo- yeah. so. who, who, who who comes in for um for Gibbs though? I'd say it's going to be both. Yeah, he he yeah. Um, he played pretty well in the VFL, and Johnny Barker was um, actually singled him out for some praise, I believe, for the VFL game. So that suggests to me that he's right in the mix to be the, the next player in. Holman seems yeah. to be like the more like for like player though. Well, uh, for Gibbs, yeah. Well, I mean, we, see, we still have these big-bodied mids, and that's sort of Holman's go. We, we outside run-wise, the Gold Coast Suns, if they if that's something that is one thing that they do, they do like a little bit of outside run. Um, so, and and they are still a young side with a few uh, best twenty-two players out, so a little bit of inexperience in there. So, I can see Bocos coming in with a little bit less pressure into a, playing a side like that and working himself into some sort of senior form. Uh, it might be a good opportunity um, for him in that regard. But we do have, you know, we do have Bell and we do have Kerno, we do have uh, Cripps and we do have Graham already in the side. So they're the little bit uh, sort of, they're not the express players, they're the one-place players. I, 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 so I, I can see the need to get... Uh, a little bit of pace in that side, just to just to match, you know, the likes of um, Benel and stuff like that um, as they stream down the ground. So I, I I don't see it as necessarily needing a Gibbs type replacement. Fair enough. I don't think there is a Gibbs type replacement. Really, he's uh, he's a little bit unique in his uh, utility value. Mm. Mm. course did look very very good in those. Has anyone watched the highlights of the Northern Blues game? No, I haven't. He looked very good, actually. A couple of little spin moves out of trouble there. He's been watching the NFL or something. It was very good. Is that on the, <laughs> is that on the VFL website? Uh, it's on the YouTube account for the Northern Blues, I think. Okay, I'll go. So, yeah, that. recommend watching that for all the listeners. So, um, a few weeks ago, we were even bothering to give some predictions for these games. We just <laughs> wanted something to smile about. Um, but we'll go back to it this week. Um, Do you really want to? Well, I don't want to hear any tan gold predictions. Oh, no. You <laughs> won't be hearing any of those. All right. So, are Carlton going to win on the weekend, people? Given our newfound form, should we win and will we win? I can't see us losing another game this season. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, All right, I mean, Mick, shut up now. I didn't think Mick would go back to the media, but then we're not really the media, oh. are we? <laughs> Nine goals. <laughs> We should, uh, we should absolutely win if if we're fed income and this is the kind of footy we want to play with that kind of effort. We have to follow it up, and you know, no better time than to. We should really beat Gold Coast quite quite well. Um, they're um, not in good form at all. I mean, I know they come close to Frio a couple of weeks ago, but 
Um, they've had a worse year than us, um, albeit injuries and whatnot. But um, this is the kind of game that we should take by the scruff of the neck, really put our foot down and 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 get a good win win under our belt. Yeah, I, I, I reckon we could win this um, based on form and you know a lot of other things. Um, and I also reckon we could win the next two games this week and against the Bulldogs too. Mm. So yep. yeah, no, I'm, I'm just hope we can do that. There's no reason. One week at a time. <laughs> manic, manic attack on the footy, and and you do that, and a lot of things can happen. And uh, yeah. and we're seeing you know, all these people saying it was obvious how bad our list was, and that we needed a full rebuild, and people had their head in the sand, and it wasn't you know nothing to do with the coaching and stuff like that. I was all I I, I could never see why we were so bad so quickly because a lot of these players were in career worst form, and I couldn't see that they'd lose the ability to play the game. Turns out they haven't. They just couldn't play it the way we were being made to play it, and and now and now we can. So suddenly, my my expectations about how much of a rebuild we need and where our list is at is is significantly better than what uh, what was being forced fed down our throats. I believe so. Um, I, I I now expect to win games again, and we will win. We will win. We will beat the Gold Coast, and we will beat them handily. Yeah, I, I think. In short, the Gold Coast are maybe finding a little bit of form. They just did come off the bye, though, and they've got some good players coming back in. So um, I kind of am leaning towards it being a fairly tight game, but I think we'll get through by a couple of goals. Um, and Ablett's shoulder's going to stand up against our newfound enthusiasm? It's <laughs> a good question. Well, well our, our dangerous tackle has been suspended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never you, thought I'd say that. About you, you. you and I know with the Crips tackle after that, and another another one from Bell during the match. There were similar types of tackles. The only difference was the result. Um, you know, mm, the injuries yeah, stayed yeah, during yeah, the tackle. So yeah, we've got a few dangerous tackles. And I noticed Dylan Buckley's come out and said we're not changing anything. Good. So, well, 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 Dylan Bucks. So yeah, that's it. Carlton, Carlton to win all round, and um, we'll see where we stand um, after next weekend when we all meet again. Um, thank you for coming in, Happy Do. You are welcome. And thank you, Bluebell, as always. Thanks, guys. And Shandog, get some sleep, mate. Oh, so tired. Both the new dads need some sleep. Bye, everybody. See ya. Hey, trouble, trouble, strike.